Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talks Podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Roberts. How are you? I'm doing good today, how are you doing? Not bad, yeah, I've actually had a, a, a decent day, so that's been pretty good. Um, what uh, what have you been playing in the last week? Uh, I've been bouncing around a few things. Um, I picked up uh, Dead Cells off of a sale mm. on Xbox. I've been meaning to... I mean, they kind of play it for a while. I do like it, although I normally don't like a roguelike, but they change a couple of things that I don't like about roguelikes. Mm-hmm. So they uh, that helps it, because normally with roguelikes, there's no real sense of progression unless you make a, like a achievements or accomplishments or something like that. Because um, I played... Uh, uh, Rogue Legacy and a couple others, and you just, you're going through the same thing over and over and over again in terms of you know, trying to get to a certain point, and then it's just not working. Uh, with uh, Dead Cells, the stages are very, very short. In fact, there's like bonuses and achievements if you get from one end of the stage to the other in under two minutes. So on that level, it's very, very quick. And then when you defeat monsters, you collect cells. Then you know that's the title of the name. Right. And then you use those cells to power up upgrades, which you'll have when you do die, and you go back from that. And from what I can tell, it tries to have a story, but I haven't really been able to follow a whole lot. Okay. Um, because you're basically a ball of energy that possesses a corpse, and then that corpse goes through like a prison yard to kill monsters and collect cells, and then come back. So. Okay, I remember picking it up on Switch uh, a few months ago. I can't tell you exactly how many months ago it was. Um, and then once I found out it was, you know, more of a roguelike thing and you had to do the whole restart if you die kind of thing, um, I sort of clicked out of it. But in terms of the gameplay and stuff, I remember the gameplay being really solid, like the, the actual combat and stuff. Um, how are you finding that? Yeah, the combat's really solid. It's yeah. also very, very basic, too. You got your primary attack, your secondary attack, and mm. then, like, a dash roll. Yeah. Um, and then there's other, you know, left bumper, right bumper, left trigger, right trigger, but those don't necessarily have anything to do. You have to find equipment in order for those for there to be something there in order for you to use it. So it's really easy to get out of the habit of using those controls. Um, I mostly just primary attack, secondary attack, and dash, and I don't do hardly anything else. Mm-hmm. Even when I have equipment in there, I tend to forget about it. Right. Is it one of them things where you get something and you think, I'll save it for later, and then you never use it? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Nice. Uh, anything else you've been playing? Uh, I just finally decided to you know, get off my butt and get around to doing a full replay of Kingdom Come Deliverance. And I knew I was oh. going to have to start from scratch because the, uh, the combat in that game is so completely different than anything else that you're used to that I knew I was just going to have to start from scratch. Plus, I kind of trapped myself into the story point to where it was like a really, really boring part. I didn't want to start you know, trying to relearn everything from that really, really, really boring part. Um, so I started over. Plus, there have been like three or four pieces of DLC and you know, five or six updates since I stopped playing it. So I knew you know, I might as well just start over from again. So I just started that literally yesterday, and so I'm going to try to get through the story before I start anything else. I can't promise that I'll actually do that, mm-hmm. but I want to try to finish the story because I was really interested in the story. I mean, there's obviously, you know, some issues with uh, 
with the game in terms of a little bit of a control issue. It's a little laggy. Unfortunately, they still haven't fixed the load times, um, especially when you first start the game. I mean, you, you turn it on, and then you walk away, and you can be gone a good two or three minutes before having to be able to pick up the controller and actually do anything. So, Okay. Um, and there's a game that I just bought that was on sale that I haven't had a chance to play yet um, that intrigued the hell out of me. Um, I don't know which other podcast you listen to, but one of the ones that I listen to regularly is the Ham Radio Podcast. Uh, it's got two YouTubers that I follow, uh, Mr. Matty Plays and AKC, um, with Carrick with AKC Gaming. And he talked about this one game. It's called We the Revolution. Okay. And I want to give you the full description in the store because otherwise it you know, doesn't really do it justice. So let me pull that up here real quick. Okay. It's on, it's on sale, at least in the U.S., uh, for Steam uh, for uh, 19 bucks. so you can't really beat that. So you're you are a judge in the French Revolution, and as a judge, you preside over complicated cases of ordinary citizens, dangerous criminals, and enemies of the revolution in Paris. You have to make judgments, plot political intrigue, and try not to lose your own head, because that's one of the things you can do as the judge is you can send them to the guillotine and have them <laughs> decapitated. Okay. Um, but what caught my interest in him talking about the game is that everything, every court case that you rule on affects everything else. Like, you do your judgy thing, and then you go home at the end of the day to your family. But, you know, if you killed off one of your kid's teachers, then your kid's not going to like you. And there's political factions that come into play more and more as you get deeper and deeper into the game. So if you uh, kill this one dude, if you kill one person, you know, you'll get, you know, one faction will like you more, but another faction will like you less. And then there's cases to where, you know, you you make a judgment on somebody and let's say you kill them. And then like a couple, three cases later, you'll get uh, a case and it turns out the person you killed was innocent and the person that's actually guilty is now in front of you. So it just the whole concept of it really intrigued me. And I don't normally play those types of games, mm -hmm. but the, hearing the description on the podcast, I just I had to buy it. And oh. I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to play it. If I can ever get my PC build up and running to where I can stream consistently off my PC, right. I'll probably go stream some of it. So, cool, nice. Um, so I went back to I actually did what I said I was going to do for once, uh, which was I went back to uh, some VR stuff. Um, although I think I said that last week, uh, but I actually went back, uh, played some VR stuff, and played uh, went back into Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Well, if uh, I, I would assume if I say Breath of the Wild in a in a games podcast, that most of, most of you would know what that is. So, um, yeah, I went back and played that, and really, I played a lot of it yesterday, like quite a lot. Um, but I wanted to kind of jump back in and really sort of get stuck in with it again. Um, but in terms of the VR stuff, I went back and played some Astrobot, and I wasn't really in the mood for a VR platform. Former, so I didn't really wasn't in the mood to like continue with that, but I did do two. I think it was two levels. I did a boss fight, and then I'm on the I'm on the fifth and final world now, uh, or I think it's the final world. There might be some sort of surprise. I don't know. Um, I'm assuming what's going to happen is I do the fifth world, do a boss fight, and then there's probably another boss fight after that or something. I, I mean I don't know, but um, yeah, I was more in the mood to play something a little bit more interactive, but I didn't really have much, and I wasn't in the mood to play uh, tumble. Because there's a puzzle that I'm actually stuck on. Uh, but I wasn't in the mood to do any of that. So I uh, put the VR stuff down for a bit. 
Um, but one of the VR games we're going to be talking about is something similar that I wanted to be sort of playing. Um, I might go back and do the other challenges on uh, the London Heist stuff because I really, really genuinely <coughs> enjoyed that game quite a lot. Uh, and I noticed there were some other challenges that popped up that I didn't do. So I might go back and do this, do some of those. So um, I don't know if you can platinum uh, the London Heist. I'll have to have a look because if that's possible, I might just go and do that. So because uh, that's the one thing that I have access to that I want to I'm in kind of the mood to play in, in VR and stuff um, but yeah I went back to Breath of the Wild played a lot of it yesterday I had two Divine Beasts left and I'm on the uh, sec- uh, I'm on the, the last one of those uh, and then after I defeat that one I've got to fight uh, Ganon and the, the really kind of risk reward thing with the Divine Beasts is like once you get into the final actual fight because uh, you fight it and then you board it because it's like a machine basically and then you have to pu- push all these switches and do some puzzles and stuff and then uh, once you go to do the last one the boss always pops up uh, and the the likely thing that will happen is you'll actually use all of your weapons like all of your swords probably all of your arrows unless you've got like 900 arrows or something which I have not got um, and yeah it got to that case for me where it was like I had two weapons left one of them was damaged um, and I just was like, because uh, I think I had a sword or, no, I had a spear, so he was doing, Link was doing more of the stabbing motion. Uh, and, like, this boss is, like, charging himself up to do something. He's got, like, these rocket things next to him. I don't even know how to describe them, because I was trying not to look at them. I was trying to just run away from him, basically. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he he basically had this thing where he would teleport to different places, but you could he would basically teleport... Or, or transform into this ball, and then the ball would move to a different place, and then he'd sort of reform himself, if if that makes sense. Um, and every now and then he would be in the sky, then he he'd go on the ground, and because I'd run out of arrows and I didn't want to keep throwing my weapons at him, plus when I tried to throw weapons at him, it wouldn't reach him. Um, I basically had to keep waiting for him to go down to the ground. Um, but then uh, yeah, I waited for him to go down there, and then. He had like a very small bit of health left and I was really just mashing the, I guess the Y button. Um, and then I like just got him in time. So, I mean I did it on, I think I did it on my first try. I don't remember dying when I did that. So, that was good as well. Um, but yeah, you, you can kind of get into this flow with Zelda where you'll have like a marker of where you want to go, right? Your sort of, uh, your your objective or your side quest or what, whatever it is that you've spotted that you want to go and do. And you'll come across shrines and towers. And then the, the ideal thing for me to do is instead of like looking behind me, seeing a shrine and saying, hey, I'm going to go all over there, or over that, that side of the map. Um, I'll just keep going on my path towards the objective but I will stop by different shrines and different towers to to kind of complete them as I go um I actually have unlocked the whole map now so I don't need to do any more towers and there's like dozens of shrines that are I think still out there um but I because you get the this um I can't remember what his device is called Link's got this sort of device that he plugs into stuff and activates things um and it will like go off when you're near a shrine and sometimes if I'm on my way to a mission and I'm like <clears throat> quite close to it and I can hear the thing going off and if I can't see it I won't like necessarily look around for 20 minutes to find it. I'll have a quick glance around and see if there's anything around me but then if I can't find it I'll just kind of move on. Um, but then if I do find it and it's in front of me I'll, I'll go and do it. So um, but yeah after I defeated the 
the Div uh, divine beast i had no actual swords left so then i went over to do this shrine and it was one of the combat ones because you have puzzle ones and you have combat ones um i was like okay i can't actually do this because i don't have anything to fight with um but then i got um went out and like defeated some enemies and stuff and got fully equipped with all my swords went back and defeated him and it was just this case of like i was just going from objective to objective to you know fight the beast and i beat him i found the other one and then i had to get this uh fire resistance suit which i had to look up some stuff on youtube but once i actually got it it was like okay i know where this thing is it's like right near me and then yeah i just kept sort of flowing with the quests and everything and it just felt really rewarding to sort of play it's nice when you play a game like that and you know where you want to go next as opposed to like okay i can't get to my objective because of this reason like i can't climb up there or something and you get stuck it's nice when you know what you gotta do next and know that you can do it so um at the moment i'm um when i say inside the divine beast i mean because it's a big machine thing that you climb into or you climb on top of and then it has doors and stuff um so it's basically a monster that has doors and all these different things uh and i've got two um of the uh checkpoint things to activate in there and then i can fight him so uh that's what i'm going to be doing next i have been sent a uh, trials rising today but i'm going to save that for um yeah for when i'm in the mood and for when i've got off of the zelda train because i now that i fully got back into it i don't really want to stop playing it if you know what i mean i sort of want to continue the momentum and hopefully finish the game and then i can move on to other stuff uh have you played any of the uh the walking dead because the final episode came out on uh Monday. i played everything except for the michonne one the 500 days and the season three with the uh, clementine i do want to play that at some point mm -hmm. I just don't know if I will or not. Okay, so you haven't played any of the the final season. No. Okay, I've got the, the final. I've got the one episode left, but I just haven't been sort of in the right mindset to say goodbye to Clementine yet. So um, I will obviously play it at some point. Uh, I've got it installed and everything. I just need to be in the mindset and sort of be concentrated to do it. So uh, yeah, I haven't played that. So that's the update on that thing um yeah i think that's all the stuff we want to talk about that we've been playing so going forward is going to be zelda zelda walking dead vr stuff and trials when i get to that and you've already said what you're going to be playing so uh yeah let's move into some housekeeping today's sponsor is kualu if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Koalu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Koalu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. 
Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, if you missed it last week, we talked about the big announcement that was Google Stadia and a bunch of other stuff that we talked about as well. Uh, and we had a whole conversation, obviously, around streaming and video games and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I also had the same conversation last week with Chase on the Next to Nothing podcast. You can check it out by searching for the Next to Nothing on podcast services. Uh, and if you want a direct link to it, you can check out our Facebook page and our Twitter, eTalk UK, because I tweeted them out as well and put them on the Facebook page. Um, and yeah, me, Chase, and his other co-host talked about that and a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, me and his co-host also did talk about uh, Breath of the Wild, but that was before I recently jumped back in. So that was that as well. Um, I saw Us, which is a the, the new horror film from Jordan Peele. Uh, have you seen that yet? I'm not a horror guy. Okay. I don't really like those movies. Cool. Kind of the same as David on that train then. Um, yeah, so I saw that and did an obviously spoiler and spoiler free um, review for that. It's in the same podcast, but, you know, I, I split them up as I, as I usually do. Um, and yeah, that was the newest horror film from uh, Jordan Peele as well. If you want to see his previous horror film, it was called Get Out, uh, which is on Netflix in the UK. I don't know where it would be shown in the US. I imagine, like, does Hulu have films? Yeah, Hulu has a bunch of movies. Cool. It's just whether, uh, you know, I don't know how much of they are region locked. So. Okay, so it'll either be on Hulu or Amazon or HBO or something. So go and look for that as well. Um, so yeah, that was my review for us. Star Trek Discovery still continuing for Season 2, so I'm thus continuing coverage for that. Uh, the Walking Dead is almost finished for the uh, yeah second half of Season 9, so the whole of Season 9. We've got one episode left. Uh, we did the penultimate episode today for season 9 episode 15 and then next week it'll be episode 16 and in the week after that we start our game of thrones coverage which uh we're, we're pretty excited about so uh, and we advertise that in um in the walking dead podcast but if you want to find that you can search for game of thrones either on the website or you can click on the itunes feeds post you'll find a link in there or you can search for reviewing westeros reviewing Westeros on uh, podcast services or entertainment talk on podcast services as well uh, of course if you want help with finding anything that we do any particular piece of content just let me know and I'll probably be able to help you find whatever it is that you're looking for so that's that as well uh, Black Lightning finished season 2 this week so that was interesting to cover as well uh, but Legends of Tomorrow is coming back within the next couple of weeks so that will sort of be replacing that in terms of the, the DC show uh, Flash and Arrow are still going so we've got podcasts for those as well uh, we recently talked about the, um, we also did kind of a separate podcast for the 150th episode for Arrow as well, so that's out there if you want to listen to it. Um, what else is there that, we, that we've been doing? Um, yeah, Gaming Talk, Walking Dead, DC stuff, Star Trek, film reviews. Uh, Pet Cemetery is out next week on the 4th, but I don't think I'm going to be able to see it until the week after. Because, uh, yeah, I'm a bit strapped for time next week because of certain appointments. Um, but, yeah, I should be able to cover Pet Cemetery the week after that. It looks like a nice, uh, cool sort of horror film as well. Uh, and then, of course, before we know it, Avengers Endgame will be here. So that will be interesting to cover as well. But that's what we've been doing at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice. Let's move into some news. Okay, uh, so what do you want to talk about today? 
Well, first thing up is Apple is jumping into the gaming mm. s- streaming service as well. Uh, they announced this a couple days ago. Um, named Apple Arcade, the service is designed to provide access to titles for mobile, desktop, and the living room. Unlike Google Stadia, it won't stream the games from the cloud. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, essentially, Apple service takes the form of a monthly subscription that provides unlimited access to a curated selection of paid titles on the App Store, much like Xbox Game Pass. Uh, development partners announced so far are Sega, Konami, Disney, Sumo Digital, and Cartoon Network. Uh, there's already been 100 exclusive games announced. Uh, most are confirmed, most are you know not the newest of games, so it's not like you're going to be doing a Sekiro or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple did go on to state that every game in the library would be playable offline, and any future game updates and DLC would be included at no cost. Uh, the Apple Arcade will have its own tab on the App Store, and the games will be free of ads and microtransactions. Uh, the Apple Arcade will launch in 150 countries this fall, but no specific date was given. Uh, during the press event from the Apple presser that was a couple of days ago, uh, they confirmed Sonic Racing, Lego Brawls, Oceanhorn 2, Overland, uh, Phantastasen, which is uh, from the Final Fantasy creator, uh, Beyond mm-hmm. the Steel Sky, and a couple other games. Um, with the Google Stadia, it looks like everybody's trying to get into the game thing. And I was just, you know, I was curious about that because, I mean, I love games, but I don't really think of Apple when I go to gaming, so. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, not really Google either, so. Um, I more think of, you know, the big three, Nintendo, Microsoft, um, and uh, Xbox. So, Yeah. Um, or Nin- sorry, Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation. I said the the yeah. Never mind. Um, yeah, I think this is one that I can safely kind of tick no on and not really feel like I'm missing a whole lot unless within like you know a year or so they get some like really cool exclusives or some some big games or something. Um, but if it's just gonna be like a standard kind of Apple thing, it's not something I'm necessarily interested in. I mean, I have enough to play at the moment because I've got PS4 games which you know obviously third party and exclusives and stuff and that includes a whole bunch of PSVR games some of which I still haven't actually played uh things like um Super Hot and Beat Saber and a bunch of other stuff as well that isn't quite coming to mind um but uh, I have those to play and I have like Switch games and stuff because I've just got back into um Zelda and there's some other things that uh I'm gonna want to be playing on the switch like some of the stuff that was announced recently in their uh not the nindies thing the 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 um the uh what do they call it the direct thing that they did recently and they announced a whole bunch of games the state of play yeah no the uh the nintendo one the um the one that, oh, the, one that uh, we did the, the podcast for a couple of weeks i thought ago. it was just nintendo direct yeah yeah that's what i was trying to think of i couldn't think of the word direct so um and they have a whole they announced a whole bunch of games there um, and then, of course, there's Xbox games when they happen. Um, I'm actually more interested in Stadia than this. Just, I, I'm I'm more interested in the Google Stadia thing on the side of, like, is this actually going to work kind of thing? Because some people have said, you know, it will. Some people have said, obviously, you know, they've got really bad internet and it probably won't work. Um, so in terms of Apple and that, I mean, it's going to... For both this Stadia thing and whatever... Apple is doing they're both going to take quite a long time to really 
form something. Do you get what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what are your thoughts on this situation? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously going to appeal to people that are deep into the Apple ecosystem. I mean, outside yeah. of my iPhone, I'm not in that. I mean, I do have an iPad, uh, but I don't really use it a whole lot. It's just it's one of those things that's kind of there, and if I don't want to have my Xbox on, if I want to be like flopped out in my bed, you know, and watch a movie or something, then I'll use it. Mm-hmm. But it's not anything that I deeply, deeply use. But obviously, they have their own internal metrics, and they have their own things saying that, yeah, this is something that's going to be good for us, and we'll just see where it goes to from there. Yeah, it's funny because didn't we last year have a surge of like, I mean, it's still kind of happening, but like. Disney's doing a streaming service, and DC's doing a streaming service, and Warner, Warner Bros. doing a streaming service, and FX wants to do a streaming service. Now it's like Google wants to do video games, and Apple wants to do video games, and everybody else wants to do video games. Um, I mean, it is like uh, a trend thing. I mean, look at Battle Royale. Like, Call of Duty wants to do it, and then Battlefield wants to do it, and then Apex comes along, and then, you know, everything's comp- everything's competing with everything in, when, when that sort of happens. And even though Division and Anthem aren't in the Battle Royale wheelhouse, they're still in the sort of loot box. Uh, progression system. I don't mean loot box. I mean sort of loot progression is what I meant. So, uh, system of sort of games, which is slightly similar in some ways to Battle Royale, but they've still got that multiplayer sort of competition, if you want to call it that. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's just that. I mean, this is just the case of like competition, and whoever's the weakest is going to lose, and then they'll have to adapt and change. So we'll just have to see what uh, what Apple has to offer when they come around. So. Yeah, anything else you want to say about this, or should we move on? No, I think we can move on. Cool, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, there was a big layoff at Electronics Art yep. this week. Uh, 350 people between marketing, publishing, and other areas have uh, laid off. Uh, uh, I'm reading this from a Kotaku article, and they received an email from, I'm guessing, either a former employee or somebody that had their friend. EA boss Andrew Wilson stated that the goal would be to streamline decision-making in the marketing and publishing department following a consolidation that began last year, improve customer support, and a change in some of its international strategies, a move that includes closing offices in Russia and Japan. Uh, According to the article, we have a vision to be the world's greatest gaming company. (coughs) Sorry. And if we're honest with ourselves, yes, that is quoted in the article. And if we are honest with ourselves, we're not there right now. We have work to do with our games, our player relations, and our businesses. Across the company, teams are already taking actions to ensure we are creating higher quality games and live services, reaching more platforms with our content and subscriptions, improving our Frostbite tools, focusing our network and cloud gaming priorities, and closing the gap between us and other playing communities. Okay, then. Um... I'm glad that he at least is acknowledging that they're not good, but I think the general lack of self-awareness makes me want to laugh my ass off. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. I, uh, when this news got posted, was it a couple of days ago? This got posted? Or like, About, yeah, or like two or three or days ago. Yeah. I've seen nothing but negative reactions to this, and it's what is deserved. I'm... I'm not only annoyed at EA just because of all the all the decisions over the past couple of years, and specifically with one of the game franchises I actually care about, franchises I actually care about, which is uh, FIFA. Them just kind of not bothering to really improve it. Um, but because c- in the last couple of years, when I've looked at FIFA, it's been more of like instead of improving the gameplay, let's just like change 
how it feels to play the game. Like, let's make the players run slightly differently and shoot slightly differently so that you think that the game's kind of changed. And yes, I do still play FIFA and still get them when they're, when they're on sale and stuff. Because uh, they're games that I need to keep more than rent. Um, it's it's just simply the case that they're the ones that have got all the licenses and there is no other, apart from Pro Evolution Soccer, which I care even less about, uh, there is no other competition out there because nobody has, you know, the Premier League licenses, the Champions League licenses and stuff. Um, so FIFA kind of is the only option, whereas, you know, if I was playing a shooting game and I was annoyed with it, there's a lot of different options out there. Um, but, yeah, I'm also just, like, annoyed and disappointed just at the way that they've sort of turned out, so... Yeah, um, it's only really kind of FIFA and Mirror's Edge that they've got that I massively care about, at least off the like top of my head. And I mean, Mirror's Edge isn't gonna see the light of day anytime soon with the new release. So, um, yeah, what what do you kind of think of the situation? Well, EA has all the exclusive rights to all the sports games, mm -hmm. which it's their right to do it because you know they ponied up the cash, right? And sure, they are making the money. They are paying, yeah, yeah, they're paying for it, and they're obviously making money on it. Mm -hmm. As I have stated several times in several different ways in this podcast, I don't play sports games, mm -hmm. so them, you know, getting the exclusive license and then you know, you know, hiring and firing people, obviously with a company as large as EA. That's going to happen fairly regularly. There's going to be expansions. There's going to be contractions. That's par for the course right. with any business. Because remember, we talked a few podcasts back when Destiny left uh, Bungie and then went their own way. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, not Bungie. They left uh, um, Activision. Who were they with? Activision. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. When they when Bungie left Activision, Activision had to lay off a whole bunch of people because. They had all these people that were their jobs was to work on Destiny, and now they have nothing to do. Uh, and so the layoffs is you know probably just a contraction from you know the shifting job markets, um, you know shifting tastes in games. Obviously, everything that's been involved with uh, their Star Wars franchises and all the loot boxing can't have helped their situation I mean, at all. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, how do you mess up the front? Not just from the Battlefront to stuff from like cancelled games to like Amy Henning leaving or is it Henning? Amy Henning uh, yeah. leaving and just yeah how, how do you do that as a AAA company? Uh, it's that... simple you have no competition Yeah. you know the reason why Microsoft was forced to improve a lot of the mistakes they made when they launched the Xbox One is because Sony kicked their ass yeah. and you know and I'm a Xbox fanboy I fully admit to being an Xbox fanboy but Sony straight up kicked their ass, and they're like, okay, well, if we're going to have a chance to compete, we got to change. You know, EA has mm -hmm. all the exclusive rights to pretty much any sports game that anybody that plays sports games wants to play. Who are they competing against? Nobody. They've got the, well, they had the exclusive rights to Star Wars. Now with uh, um, Disney buying up literally every single IP worth a damn <laughs> in existence. Yeah. You know, we could see a shift back to other games, and you know, maybe they could screw it up. I mean, hell, I've seen you know movies. There's, have you seen Holmes and Watson? No, I've heard it's like just embarrassingly bad, or just yeah, yeah. Just I mean, you've it. got two great comedy people in you know in terms of John C. Riley um, and everybody that's in that cast, and that movie 
Well, let me t- put it to you this way. One of the other podcasts that I listened to, which I've referenced before, Heartland Radio, one of the guys on there, right. his name is uh, Todd McComas. He's a comedian. He spent 21 years as an Indiana State trooper. He did a lot of undercover work, you know, busting, like, gang leaders and drug runners and, like, horrible, horrible people. Mm-hmm. And he is the biggest fan of that comedy duo. And he went and described it. And he left a review, which has since been taken down, so unfortunately I can't link it on the Facebook page. And he talks about how he was 24 years old as a rookie cop, having to go knock on somebody's door and tell them that their kid died in a traffic accident. And how he stayed with the family until other family members showed up. Uh And how that was the most awful moment in his life until he saw Holmes and Watson. He actually said watching that movie was worse than telling a family member that their son had died. And obviously him being a comedian, he's being, you know, he's probably, you know, playing it up a bit. I think a little bit of, yeah. But he's not that hyperbolic. I mean, if you listen to his comedy at all, he's, he's very straightforward. I mean, he's funny as hell. Mm -hmm. And that's why I continue to listen to the podcast. He's got a great sense of humor, but he's not the, you know, bombastic hyperbolic kind of a person. So if he's saying that, and he put his own name on it too. You know, for the review, he right, put yeah, Todd McComas. His words, so, yeah. Yeah, and obviously, I have no interest in seeing that movie to begin with. And you know, hearing that description, I was just like, "Damn!" Yeah. yeah. You know, and this is a guy that was in the United States Marine, and this is a guy that did undercover drug busts, and he's saying that this movie was the worst moment of his life. Mm-hmm. Oh God! But yeah. Um, Anyway, long-ass tangent. Anyway, you know, back to what I was originally saying is right. that there is no competition for these games. And until we get competition, things are not going to get better. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of the fan base completely abandoning the game. But unfortunately, I just don't see that happening. They just The games are no. too close to each other year after year. There's very little serious improvement year after year. And yet they still sell 10 to 15 million copies year after year. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, hell, think about it. The Fallout seventy six, as bad as that launch was, and as bad as that game was to start, it still made the top twenty for game sales in uh, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just a case that you know their sports games probably make what at least sixty percent of their income, if not more. Hard to tell because I mean obviously we don't see the full financials. Mm, that'd just be my, but, my guess. So yeah, but if you took like all the franchises like NFL, MLB, FIFA, um, and any other sports franchise they had, I would say forty to sixty percent is not an unreasonable guess. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so to all the people that lost their jobs and stuff, and I heard that. Uh, what was it? I saw somebody, I think it was the, the Xbox team saying... That yeah, it was someone... the head of Xbox uh, tweeted out the links to the Microsoft's job page. Yeah. For... Which several several studios did. Um, which is, you know, the community takes care of itself. And if somebody's losing their job, odds are they've got a skill set. They live pretty close to another studio. You know, and I'm sure most people will be able to find jobs. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yep, so go and have a look on Twitter and stuff and... Uh, I mean, I don't need to tell you to do that. So, um, Cool. Uh, so what else do you want to talk about today? Well, going back to happier news, uh, uh, CD Projekt Red is in the news again. Mm. Uh, they announced a couple days ago in an uh, interview that they're going to be releasing two, and not one, but two major AAA games 
by the end of 2021. Obviously, one of those games is going to be Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some rumors that it's going to get released this year. I'd be shocked if that was the case, just because I'd say you know they year. were. Yeah, just because the the forty minute demo that we saw that made me you know break my own rule and pre order a game, <laughs> it was very very adamant about this is not a finished product. And if they were anywhere close to a release launch within a year, they would have had some you know final product available for that demo. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they said there's two AAA games by 2021. Uh, they also. M- not officially, but officially confirmed that the game won't arrive on PC as an Epic Game Store exclusive, uh, which is odd since uh, CD Projekt Red owns uh, GOG, you know, good old games. Um, another weird part of the article was that a semi-confirmation that uh, Lady Gaga, uh, the performer, did some mocap for a game, although it's not specifically for uh, Cybertruck. Punk 2077, but that's what they're assuming it is for. But she was in Poland uh, doing some mocap work for them. Cool. Also in the article was um, uh, I'm going to butcher this brutally, and I do apologize in <laughs> advance. Uh, Conrad Tomaszewski. I don't know. I mean, it's a Polish name, so I'm, I'm right. like 30 percent sure that's right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he updated his LinkedIn page. Um, he was a creative director on Witcher 3 and his two big DLC expansions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's likely going to be uh, filling the gap in the uh, head writer uh, that departed, Sebastian Stepan, uh, who recently became the creative director at Blizzard. Uh, so it's always good when they you know, promote from within because then you don't have to get too many people up to speed. Um. They also said in the article that uh, Cyber 20, Cyberpunk 2077 would be 2021 at the latest. Um, they also said uh, they've got a, a long overdue story um, in development that's an RPG. You know, there's already buzzing that it's going to be Witcher 4. Uh, you never know on that. It's one of those things that I haven't played Witcher 3, so I don't know story-wise you know, if 4 is doable because it's all based off of somebody else's uh, work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how close it is to the book, but I know it's sold so well and is so well loved and so well received. I'd be honestly shocked if there wasn't a Witcher four within the next four years. Um, See, so yeah, I did play the 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 Witcher and the two uh, stories, uh, Blood and Stone, and no, uh, Blood and Wine and Heart and Stone. I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the names. Uh, they no, they wrapped up that story, and they wrapped it up in a way as to if they had, if they come out and say like, okay, Witcher Four with Geralt, I would be well. I mean, I wouldn't be like fully opposed to it because I love that game, and it would be cool to go back to that world. But I'd wonder like what the plan would be story wise because they really did nicely sort of wrap it up as well. It wasn't just like a good conclusion; it was like a nice kind of conclusion as well it was a finale basically they'd have to be doing a lot of retconning yeah yeah unless like i don't know some sort of new threat or it, it depends what that would be so i i, I kind of doubt it is a witcher 4 um i'd be interested in a witcher game like in the series but not like necessarily continuation you, you could spin off some of the characters maybe maybe you could do like a series game or something um, you can always do a next generation game, make it, you know, somebody that's, you know, 20, 30 years down the line in, in the same world, but, you know, maybe. somebody that's taken up the mantle of the Witcher, but not necessarily being Geralt. Yeah, you could do that as well. Um, 
and I mean obviously the other one is, is Cyberpunk but uh, yeah I'm, I'm excited for what uh, CD Projekt Red, Red have got uh, planned next so and I know you are as well because you, you were quite mm-hmm. impressed with the with the demo as you just said but um, no it's good that they have kind of put it's a very interesting way that they've worded that because they said okay not only is it one which would confirm you know Cyberpunk that's the one that we know that they're working on but to say another one and then to actually say by 2021 so not to say hey it'll be this year next year or the year after <coughs> but to put a sort of cap on the, the time frame to say it won't be further than this necessarily um, I think is quite a good idea actually so um, it I mean it is just one of them games where like it wasn't going to be announced and come out five months later like what happened with sort of Fallout 4 that sort of thing um, I mean how long ago was Cyberpunk announced like four years ago at, at least ago? four years ago yeah, yeah. I, f- yeah, it was I forget ago. exactly how long yeah um, but no, I'm I'm excited for it. So, um, yeah, we shall see what they've got. And they said that they'll be at E3 this year, which I'm assuming will be the Microsoft uh, stage again. So that should be cool as well. So, do you think they uh, announce? Do you think they announce a date this um this year? If at, it's going to be within the next six to twelve months, I think they will announce a date at mm-hmm. E3. Or do you think they I'm might looking just it up? Slap a like 2020 on there. As no. Like it's hard telling. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find the art, an article. The initial announcement for Cyberpunk 2077 was in 2012. Oh. So it's been six years. Wow. Okay. I didn't think it was that far far back. That was before Witcher 3 came out. Yeah. So, yeah. Although, if it, if it does announce for na- next year, that would be very fitting and appropriate because it's based off of the Cyberpunk 2020 board game. So hmm. that would actually fit really well. And it could be an early release. It could be like January 2020. So Maybe. We shall see. Uh, cool. What else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing that I have to talk about is the teaser trailer, <coughs> teaser trailer that we got uh, for Borderlands 3. It was very uh, Game of Thrones, Westworld style, black and white, uh, almost mm. like a grayscale little minute and a half movie okay uh you know we saw all the main monsters we saw all the main villains we saw all the main heroes and it just said mayhem is coming um so if you're a fan of borderlands 3 they mean they haven't exactly been subtle about teasing the fact that they were getting a borderlands 3 no um but now we have like the official teaser trailer and i'm sure we're going to get a big info dump this weekend because it's pax east this weekend Hmm. Um, and apparently they're going to be on Twitch um, at some point in the time. So this time next week, we'll have more to talk about at least for that. Cool. And then uh, we'll see where we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I myself have no interest. I probably won't play Borderlands 3 because I, I played the other two and they were fun, but I never like finished them or anything like that. Um, but who knows if Borderlands 3 looks really, really good and looks like sort of all new and updated, which... I'm assuming it will be because it'll be a brand new game. Um, maybe it will like take my interest, but we'll have to just wait and see. Because um, like I didn't watch this teaser trailer thing, but I I'll check out some gameplay because I'm curious to see what it actually looks like as well um, and like how new it kind of looks because it has got that sort of art style to it, hasn't it? So mm-hmm. um, like, what what did they do to sort of update it and and that sort of thing? And also, it is nice when like when you take a big sort of community for. For games, uh, so like a Kingdom Hearts or a Final Fantasy or or like a Borderlands or something, and then they get a new announcement of a game. Uh, it's always fun to see those people sort of be very happy and not be 
you know, Half-Life fans where they're just left in the dark as to what's going to be happening with the, the franchise. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be nice to see people get sort of excited about this as well because that's always nice as well. Like we always is like we always sort of say. Um, how about you? What's your interest level for Borderlands Three? Uh, kind of low. I mean, I played a solid chunk of Borderlands Two. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the endless grind in looter shooters. It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I've kind of held off on a Division Two, even though I really love the story of Division One because it actually had a story. Division Two just you know felt like everything I was doing had no purpose. Yeah, go to this place, shoot this thing, get this loot, marginally better stats, plus one, plus two, plus one, plus two. Yeah. Um, and it was fine, but, you know, it's just not something I want. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point I will play Division 2, just because, like I said, I am a big Tom Clancy fan, and I was a big fan of the first game. And as we talked about a while ago on previous podcasts, how when they were making that transition from 1 to 2, they were doing a lot of community events yeah. to, you know, get people hyped up for for two and they didn't pull a division just like that ah, switch off go do this now they they really kind of you know wanted the fan base to be really engaged in it so i you know give them full props for that and past that you know you know it'll be on sale it's all can't believe it's already april almost it'll be april in a couple of days yep, i'm almost 25 yep <laughs> i'm almost 45 Yep. So um, there'll be a sale for Division Two. There'll be like either a early, you know, late spring sale, or early summer sale, you know, summer of games sale, and then if not, hundred percent, it'll be a sale by the time Black Friday comes around, which is going to get here a lot faster than we realize, because we're already almost at E3, and I, here I am thinking, you know, God, we just got out of February, now we're already done with March. Mm-hmm. Um, but past that, you know. I might check it out if it ever hits like a, uh, you know, Xbox Game Pass and it's on Game Pass is on sale again for a buck. You know, I've played so many games from spending, I've done it like four times, so I spent like $5 and change with tax on Game Pass and I've gotten a lot of play out of that. Hmm. Definitely yeah. worth the value when it's on sale. So, you know, and you never know. I mean, you look at all the games that are not microsoft exclusives that are on game pass that's all there's quite a few of them mm. you never know that it might go to game pass yeah speaking of that um i just wanted to kind of now that you mentioned game pass and things that you discovered uh that uh is it Gravedigger that you played uh graveyard keeper graveyard keeper yeah that's coming to a uh, switch so that's uh pretty cool as well i don't know if i will necessarily have the interest for that but um yeah, you you never know what you're interested in until you actually it, look at it's it. It's one so. of those games that you gotta like, not the grind, but the scheduling because it's a day night cycle. So you gotta do this in the day, you gotta do that in the day. So games like Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. um, anything that is set, you know, with a time frame specific, um, and kind of like groundkeeper maintenance sort of a thing. Okay. So, like, if you played Minecraft, but you cared more about making sure your crops were in the same line and then your, you know, your castle walls were even height and even squares, more as the running around and, you know, finding another, you know, creeper to explode, um, it'll definitely appeal to you. And, you know, if Game Pass is on a buck, try it. I mean, what's the, what's the harm? You're out of buck. Cool. Now, I guarantee you, <laughs> you're going to find a game on Game Pass that'll, that'll be worth that $1. Cool. Yeah, I mean, a game like that is good for Switch as well, like on the go and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's good for people that want to play that. Uh, let's move on to all well, the stuff that I have to talk about. 
Um, before we jump into State of Play, let's do the uh, a nice sort of small segment, which is Games of Gold and PlayStation Plus for, uh, for April. Yes, like you just said. Um, <clears throat> so you've got the Technomancer. Technomancer? I think it's Technomancer. Uh, yeah, Technomancer. On, on Xbox One, Mancer. April 1st until April uh, 30th. Uh, Outcast Second Contacts on Xbox One, um, which is April 16th to May 15th. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, but the old one, not not the new one, the the uh, Xbox original title, uh, April 1st to 15th, and then Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2, uh, April 16th to 31st, so that's interesting as well. If that was Ghost Recon Future Soldier, I'd tell you to jump on that, because that was a damn good game, but I didn't play Advanced Warfighter 2, so I don't know how much difference there is, I think that that's an older game in the series. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you want some Ghost Recon stuff, that's out there as well. Did you ever play that Battlefront 2 game? The old one? No, I don't know why, but I, I missed it, and I know I had a reason why I missed it, but I honestly, for the life of me, can't remember why I missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, a- any of these other ones that you've played? Technomancer, Manta, or Outcast? Technomancer is one that I've <laughs> wanted to play, but every review of a reviewer that, you know, I know their opinion and I've played games that they've reviewed and I see where they come from has always given it like a really bad review. Like it was it was on sale really big, really quick, which is never a good sign. No. And I've heard it's had this like control issues. Now this is obviously at launch, the game's like a year, year and a half old. So it's possible that it's changed since then. Yeah. And I'm definitely gonna give it a download and try it, but I don't know if it's a game that I'm going to stick with just because I've heard so many bad things about it. Mm-hmm. I know Jim Sterling didn't like it, so uh, that tells you something as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Outcast, Second Contact? Never heard of it. Cool. I've I've heard of it before. I don't. I know very little about it. I know it's like a sci-fi adventure, but that's li- li- literally as much as I know. Uh, I think it's on PS4 and Switch. I think it is. I've seen it somewhere before as well, so... Uh, and then yeah, Advanced Warfighter. I'm curious to see what the difference is between that and uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Um, have you ever played that one, the Future Soldier game? See, I'm not much of a first-person shooter. The only one I that say, I ever uh, really played. Well, that one. really, even shooters in general, I've never mm-hmm. been that much into it. Um, the only ones that I played consistently is Fallout Three, um, Fallout Four. Um, well, that's obviously the Division, um, Fallout Seventy Six. Although I don't want to play that a whole lot, I get like five ten minutes into you know of it in a day and then call it a day. And then the Halo series, which I talked about, you know, the reason why I got into the Halo series is because it was a shooter that had more colors than uh, dystopian gray and depression brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I yeah I don't have much interest in any of these really. Um. But I'm just curious about the Ghost Recon game. So, uh. But if you want a Ghost Recon game that I've played and that I highly recommend, go and look for Ghost Recon Future Soldier. One of the best running games I've ever played as well, and I'm really not joking. I don't know how it holds up now, but when I played it, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with it. So, uh, PlayStation Plus, you get a lot less here. Uh, the Surge and Conan Exiles, that's it. Um, apart from your 100 gigabytes of cloud storage, that uh, which you... nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Surge. I played it. I did actually do a first impressions video of that, so you should still be able to find that on the website. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to. I never deleted it. So, uh, yeah, if you search for the Surge on the website, you should be able to find my first impressions. Uh, spoiler, I didn't like it. I just found it quite boring and plain. It's basically a sci- sci-fi Dark Souls is the uh, 
easiest way to describe it, but it just it really didn't do much for me at all. So, uh, but if you're more of a Dark Souls player or a, a Sekiro um, player or a Bloodborne player, maybe you might find it more interesting than me. I don't know. Conan Exiles, I haven't heard very good things about, so I'll probably avoid that. Uh, but what are your thoughts on these two? Neither is a game that I've ever really heard of or familiar with. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. familiar with the Conan franchise. But I don't know Conan Exiles from the MMO that tried to launch a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, neither game I think I'm going to play a whole lot just because, you know, the, neither one of them appeals to me that much. So yeah, do you have uh, do you have PS Plus? Yeah, I purchased it when it was on sale for forty bucks back around Christmas time. Yeah. So I've got PS Plus probably till the end of the year. Cool. And it's always on. It's like with the uh, gold, it's always on sale. So nice. Uh, Alright, let's move on to more PlayStation stuff. State of Play. Uh, Sony announced some point, well, the week before this happened, uh, that they were going to be doing a State of Play, and they said it will be, you know, information on upcoming PS4 and PSVR titles. Uh, what did you think of their directs in Xbox Inside style of, of presentation? I was really disappointed with it because I had to rush home to try to get it and mm-hmm. watch it live, and if I'd have known it was going to be that short... I wouldn't yeah. have even bothered, and I would just waited because this wasn't even like a, a quickie. This is like you know something you know really you know haphazard. It was like very very bam. There's this bam. There's this bam. There's this bam. There's this bam. There's this. Okay, we're done. Bye. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? What the hell? Because I watched it as part of uh, a, wa- a watch along with uh, Mr. Matty Plays, which is the, one of the YouTubers I talked about. Okay. Because uh, some people, what they can do is they'll have it. You know, streaming, and then they'll you know do a live commentary like we do from time to time on those events. And they'll have like the camera in the in the bottom or, or yeah. So. And so everybody, literally, the whole chat was just like, "Wait, what? That's it?" Mm. Um, yeah. And there was there was so much VR. I was shocked. It was like ninety percent VR. Yeah, which is good for me, <laughs> I suppose. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so I I haven't got recap notes of the whole thing, but I've got my highlights and then the strange ending, which we can talk about. Mm-hmm. So they started off. Well, first of all, I I actually quite liked this. I do understand the frustration. It was quite short, and I I did want more. It was less than twenty minutes. Yeah, it was like nineteen, eighteen minutes or something. Um, but yeah, I liked what they showed. I was I did like kind of the idea of like okay here's the next thing and they kind of just moved on from it i did actually quite like that uh iron man psvr uh we get we're getting an iron man game in in vr well first of all we're getting an iron man game that's one thing the second thing is it's in vr um what did you think of this well there hasn't been an iron man game since the original iron man movie came out yeah. uh, over 10 years ago yeah and that game was a halfway decent game. Um, the closest that we've gotten is Anthem, and that's just when you get to zip around like Iron Man, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, something that got brought up in the live stream is the fact that you always have to see hands when you're playing VR because you don't have that reticle of a target. You know, when you're doing like a first person or a third person anything, so you always see hands. It's like, oh, there's your hand. Oh, there's my left controller. Oh, there's a hand. There's another hand. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, obviously, I don't have a PlayStation VR because I don't have three hundred dollars to spend on it. But mm-hmm. if you've got one, I could definitely see that selling. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure this game will use Move controllers uh, because of the whole two hand. I, I'm guessing you'll probably be using two hands, so uh, I need to get some of those. 
Um, it would be nice if... I mean, I don't know how this would work, if it would, would work at all. If you could use, like, L2 and R2 as, like, separate hands. Because in some games, I think, although it's slightly different mechanically, you can use, like, your left arm with, like... L2 and then your right arm with R2. I, I get why it wouldn't necessarily work with move because you have to physically aim at different things uh, as opposed to just pointing with a stick and using two different arms. Um, but that would be interesting if they did that. Uh, yeah, I'm quite excited to play this actually. They said 2019. <coughs> I'm going to need to get some uh, move controllers um, which they're, they're either quite overpriced in some places like £120 I saw on Amazon for two or there's some places where I saw them for like 65 for two which is like almost half the price so i don't know why there's like ridiculous listings on amazon like that um but yeah if you look around there's just like wildly different prices all over the place so um because i saw what was it i saw one site that had two for 80 80 and then the same the same offer was like you can get one on its own for 50 it's like well <laughs> that's almost kind of the same whatever yeah same price um yeah, I'm seeing a two pack on Amazon in the US store for a hundred bucks. Mm, it's quite a lot. So, yeah, I hope yeah. that you can use because they sort of remodeled a bunch of uh, controllers for the PS4, but you can use the PS3 move ones. It, so, if you can find like cheaper controllers, uh, they do work as well. So, um, yeah, that's good as well. Concrete Genie got an update, uh, got a new like sort of gameplay trailer or like a cinematic sort of thing, um, and they said fall of 2019. Uh, what's your interest level for this? Uh, it looked interesting. Hmm. Um, it had it definitely had like a kind of dark noir look to it. So that's not you know outside of my realm of play. Uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be you know when does it come out? How much does it cost? And you know what am I playing at the time? Because that's going to be the really big qualifier. Because if I'm like neck deep in something else, I'm not going to want to jump into another game. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm sort of on the same place, but I am really quite interested to see, like, mechanically how this works out as well. Because I think that this uses the uh, touchpad as well. Mm -hmm. If I, uh, for, like, the drawing stuff, I'm pretty sure it uses that anyway. And, like, how do these monsters work, and why is there an evil one? So, because uh, it was one that they showed, I think, right at the end. So, um, and yeah, you've got, like, a bullying storyline in there, which most people can probably relate to, whether you are a bully or you were bullied. Uh, you could probably relate to that as well. So, um, yeah, it looks kind of similar to... It seems like it's got some kind of similar style or themes to Infamous, the the PS4 one, where it's got, like, I don't know, some some stuff sort of looks similar art-wise. I know it's a very, very different game, but it looks kind of similar. Uh, they showed a bunch more of Days Gone, showed a new trailer, obviously April 26th. Uh, what do you, what, what's your thoughts on Days Gone at the moment? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of meh on it, because... Hmm. I haven't, so far, I haven't been given a reason to care about it. You know, okay. obviously with games like uh, uh, The Last of Us and games that are, you know, not zombies but zombie games, you know, you'll get something to where you'll have a character or a this or that or the other. And we just got the bare, you know, minimum of character development. Is that like you're in a biker gang and your wife goes away to be safe and then you have to go find her mm. which is kind of generic so yeah i'm quite interested to play it um it might be a, a day one for me um but i mean i'm gonna play it on the day it comes out if i you know do get set in it um but uh yeah I'll probably... yeah see and that's also the difference between me and you is you have the boomerang subscription <laughs> and we don't have anything equivalent here in the yeah. states don't you have that uh, game fly 
over there. There's a Gamefly, but nobody uses it because they hmm. never have enough stock to do that. No. Because every you like you have like 15 games, and like you maybe you'll get game 13 because their stock is so quick. So if you're not like buying the upper upper tiers to get your know, priority on stuff, you're just wasting your time. Okay. And there's um, red box rentals, but again, quantity. Because I, I mentioned that a while back, I was curious. Because yeah. there's a red box like two blocks from my house, and I went and saw what they had in stock for place for Xbox One, and it was, uh, um, it was Doom and uh, Fallout Four, and literally that was it. They had two games. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, what else have we got? They showed some more. Crash Team Racing remaster. Um, they showed these like I don't know actually how to describe them. These like different model type of characters, and they said that that content was uh, exclusive to PS4. Or I saw some sort of picture or confirmation later on that that was like a PS4 exclusive content. But I don't want my characters to look like that. Did Did you notice the different style that they used with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like the characters to just look the normal way that they do. So. Uh, they they're trying good. to with the they're trying to go back to more of a retro look, which is weird, but okay. I guess, yeah. Um, but no, I'll, I'll just stick with the normal look for the characters. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited for it, and uh, it'll be fun to. I mean, it's a bit more of a mess around game as opposed to the like more serious platforming that the crashes or the more I guess intense platforming that that uh, Crash can have. But I mean, you guys know how I feel about Crash, so I uh, love the series and everything. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'll still play Crash Team Racing. I don't know how long I will play it for necessarily, how much multiplayer and stuff I'll do, but uh, I'm certainly interested, and I will certainly get it. So that should be fun as well. Um, Blood and Truth. This is the uh, extent, not extension to London the Heist. It sort of takes the same formula, but uh, blows it open to, like, a, a bigger game. So uh, I'm actually really, really excited to play this. It looks, because I think... Out of the VR games that I've played at the moment, which doesn't include Beat Saber, I think that the London Heist is the best one that I've I've played, or the one that I enjoyed the most. As good as Astrobot is, it's much more of like, okay, platform and then do this and that, whereas the London Heist was like, had a bit of a story in there, it like had more like, sort of interactivity and stuff, because as much as you can sort of look around and interact with stuff in Astrobot, you do still have the like, simpler platform stuff, you can like, interact with things and that. Uh, like you can get a, a water cannon and like a zip line that connects to a controller and you sort of shoot that at different stuff. Uh, and you get, um, what are those metal uh, blade things called? Throwing sort of stars. You can sort of get them as well and like sort of throw them at different things. It's got all that kind of interactivity. But uh, yeah, I mean, I remember when I played the um, London Heist demo or like the the training area bit that I had and uh, liked it sort of like straight away, and then I didn't realize how big uh, London High sort of stuff was because it's got these seven levels and they're about ten minutes each. I want to say so about an hour worth, maybe slightly less if I'm uh, overestimating that. Um, and yeah, so if you took that and made it like a five or six hour campaign, I yeah, really really excited to see uh, what that looks like. What did you think of Blood and Truth? That was the only one that maybe think that you know this could be a game that would get me to buy vr if i could find a vr that i could afford that one would look really really interesting to me it looked like it was more of a choose your own adventure interactive story it definitely looked like it had a lot of replayability to it because obviously you could change from this path to that path 
Yeah. And then since it was told, you know, in kind of a retroactive sort of way to where, okay, you were already caught, this is already over, let's talk about how you got from there, from start to here, and then that's where the changes could come in. So that, you know, it caught my attention to be sure. I don't, you know, like I said, I'm looking to, if I got into that, you know, I'm looking to drop, you know, three, four hundred dollars just to get that. So, you know, I mean, if I could find one cheap, I'd do it, you know, maybe at some point, but not, definitely not right now. Cool. Um, and yeah, the, obviously the uh, London Heist didn't need uh, move controllers. So, um, well, because I played it and I haven't got them. So that should be sticking with to that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see how they sort of expand that game, and I really enjoyed the general sort of mechanics of like reaching out, grabbing stuff, reloading your gun, shooting it, and that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. That's got a release date, by the way, of <coughs> of May 28th, uh, 28th of May. So that's fun as well. And we ended the conference with Mortal Kombat. I yeah. They must have paid for this to be at the end. I'm guessing the uh, developers of Mortal Kombat is it Nether? Mm -hmm. I think it's Nether Realm, isn't it? So yeah. What did you think of the ending? I mean, I liked what they show. I mean, I'm not going to play it, but I've always been a big Mortal Kombat fan because that's what I cut my teeth on in fighting games when I was in college in the arcade. Because yeah, they had two machines: they had Mortal Kombat and they had the original Street Fighter Two. And I sunk so many quarters into those two machines. Like, like you would not even believe how many quarters I sunk into those machines. So they all, you know, those two franchises always have a special place in my heart. Cool. And I do like the fact that they're trying to get more of a story and a story arc into the fighting game. Mm. And it looked like it didn't take itself too seriously. And that's what I really hate with pretty much any games. That, you know, takes itself so pompous and so seriously. They were very, they were being very, very tongue-in-cheek. Especially when they had like characters fighting like older versions of themselves and older versions being like previous iterations of art styles of their characters. Yeah. So they're not taking themselves too seriously, which I like. And if it ever gets put on like a, a free play weekend or a game pass, I'll definitely try it, especially with free play weekend. Because I did do that with uh, um, not Infamous, but uh, Injustice. Injustice 2 was on a free play weekend and I did that for a little bit and I enjoyed part of it. It wasn't my, you know, cup of tea, but I was about to ask I, you about Injustice too. Um, did you do the campaign for it? Yeah, I got about an hour and a half into it, and it was okay. I mean, it wasn't mm. bad. It was just there was you get to the point to where there's there's too many characters. <laughs> I mean, that's DC for you. Yeah. yeah, and I can and I can understand wanting to put as many characters in as possible because you've got so many characters to right, play different with. Right, and you know, I had a laugh at somebody the other day because they were talking about the Marvel movies, and they said aren't they out of characters yet? <laughs> and I just like, no, we just got a bunch yeah, of back, actually. So they've yeah. got like, they've used like 4% of the characters that they could use. Mm -hmm. Most of them aren't mainstream enough that you're never going to see a movie. Like, even though Anna Kendrick said she would love to play the lead role, we're never going to get a squirrel girl movie. Mm. Cause nobody knows who the hell squirrel girl is. Yeah. Um, That's why I like the really, really hardcore fans. Right. I mean, we just got Fantastic Four and X-Men back, so... Yeah. Reboots, movies on the way. Probably. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, much more to come from the MCU. Um, but, yeah, because we didn't quite get a chance to... Because I'm sure it was after the podcast that they, that they announced this um, information. What were you expecting to see from this state of play? 
uh, before it happened? Honestly, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it to be 20 damn minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe a little teaser for Last of Us Part 2. Mm. Um, maybe a little teaser for something that's not going to be like a uh, an exclusive to Sony, but has like a timed exclusive, like the, what they were doing with Destiny and all that. Okay. Um, I mean, there was a couple of games in the scissor sizzle reel that I wish they had actually spent time on. Um, actually, three games. One of them being, uh, what's it called? Uh, Mars and Jupiter, I think it is. It had a weird kind of quirky look to it. I'm trying to. I'm pulling up the video now. Okay. Yeah, Jupiter and Mars is what it's called. It's actually out April 22nd, and it's like some weird hybrid of Under the Sea, but it's got like a uh, a vector graphics kind of look to it. Okay. Uh, Falcon Age, which is out actually next week, uh, April 9th. Which one's that? Kind of look, yeah, April 9th, so it's a week after next, so it's next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, that looked kind of cool just because it had, you're a falconer on a weird planet, and you they gave a fist bump to the falcon, and it did the explosion thing. So, again, not taking itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody Golf VR, which is a VR game that I would actually play. Is out, yeah, I want to play that. Yeah, so. May 21st. I'm a big mini golf and golf fan, so... That one looked cool. Uh, Table of Tales. Um, you know, everything that was in the sizzle reel easily could have had its own two-minute, three-minute section. Well, not Vacation Simulator. Those simulator <laughs> games are dumb as hell. Um, I mean, if you like them, great, but I don't need a job simulator. I have a job. I don't need the simulator <laughs> as a video simulator. game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the Golf one, the Falcon one, and the, the Jupiter one, they all look kind of cool. And if I had... A PlayStation, you know, VR. I'd definitely be thinking about getting them, but past that, you know, it, again, it's, it's the cost and the barrier of entry that's really keeping me out more than anything else. Yeah, um, uh, it is. It is quite nice to see Sony still stick with this thing and support it because I mean, we know what happened to the Vita. It like slowly bled out <laughs> over several years. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see them give. I mean, like you said, more percentage of this state of play thing was dedicated to vr than it was to uh ps4 so they obviously care about it and it's obviously doing well i think they said the they released like a little information thing and said it it reached uh, four million sales for for the units which is pretty good i don't know what numbers vita got to i can't remember so um, yeah but we uh, talked about that on a previous podcasts the four million sales just gives an attach rate of one in 27 mm-hmm. yeah um, but no, it's good to see them making more VR, VR games and stuff. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of what that's kind of our coverage on the uh, state of play thing. Um, I mean, to me, it kind of, I mean, this kind of came out of nowhere. They didn't say much, and then they sort of, you know, uh, Nintendo did their then Indies thing that they did when they announced a bunch of stuff, and then Sony's like, hey, we're just gonna do the same thing. They did say this would <coughs> this would be the first in a like series of these. So, um, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see another one and get updates for, for other games. When do you think they'll next talk about, like, their big games? Uh, hard telling, because they're not yeah. going to be at E3, so they're not going to... I mean, they're not going to have a press or at E3. They might have, like, some stuff, do you think they'll... and they might, like, piggyback onto other people's things, because, like, if uh, Bethesda... Although, not Bethesda, because they're pretty tied in with uh, with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like some other developer that has a game coming out, you might see, uh, you know, you know, best on Sony or something like that. Yeah. 
Um, do you think they'll do a state of play at E3? Or like, just release one during E3? They, could uh, they might release one during E3, but past mm-hmm. that, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the biggest thing that I had with it is the whole thing seemed really impersonal. I mean, when you get an inside Xbox, you've got Major Nelson there on stage. You've got people mm-hmm. that he's talking with on stage. And you get a real sense of, you know, we're part of this gaming community. And that's one thing that Sony hasn't had in a very, very long time was like a human being attached to their property. I mean, they had that one goofy guy that was doing all the commercials for the longest time, and then he left, and he's gone now. I forget what happened. I know they didn't renew his contract when that came up, mm-hmm. but I forget why they didn't do that. I do, I do um, like seeing, is it Sean Layden? Um, I do like seeing him when he comes on stage and stuff and when he when he talks, so maybe they need to bring him out a bit more, but who, who knows what they might do. So Yeah, but um, they don't really have, you know, Major Nelson-level thing because right, they don't yeah, have him. a lot more sort of... Yeah, because Major Nelson does this week on Xbox every single week, and then they'll do, you know, an inside Xbox every couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. every, you know, couple of months or so, and then you get the real sense of, you know, the community, and that's not what we're getting with uh, PlayStation. Yep. Uh, So we'll see what else they've got planned. I don't think they'll talk about PS5 for, for like, a while, so... Um, Because clearly they've still got more PS4 games in the pipe, and PS4's not slowing down or... Not struggling in any way, so... Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mind. I don't need a PS5 right now. <laughs> My PS4, um, well, hopefully it hasn't broken, um, is uh, still running very, very well. So, how's your, how's your PS4 doing? It's, you know, for a used machine, it's doing pretty fine. Nice. Cool. Uh, so, let's move on to emails. You can send yours into matthewoodentertainmenttalk.org, uh, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's the contact page, uh, which you can simply click on, and then there should be information in your show notes as well. Joseph, uh, hey guys, what do you think will be the biggest disappointment next gen? I have a feeling that something big won't happen. Uh, so I think he means in terms of like big things that like kind of should happen. Something like won't maybe. Uh, so like if Sony doesn't do backwards compatibility or something is maybe what he's he's talking about. Um, but what do you think will be, I guess, the worst thing that happens or the biggest disappointment for uh, the next lot of consoles? Uh, it's hard telling on that because, like like I've said repeatedly, Microsoft has set itself up to not be a generational console anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get new hardware, we'll get new iterations, but it won't be an Xbox, you know, one plus, <laughs> you know, square, whatever. It'll just be an Xbox with better this or better that. Um, Sony's kind of pigeonholed itself a little bit on that scale. Um, they obviously no matter what they do with backwards compatibility, it is going to be a little bit of disappointment because it won't have X, which people wanted, you know, whether it's, you know, PS three for, you know, backwards or PS two where the PS one doesn't look great or whatever. Yeah. There's always going to be that level of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so past that, you know, it's hard telling because like I said before, they kind of pigeonholed themselves in this, I mean, hell, we're almost to the PS5, and you still can't change your username. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, Sony's in a weird, weird kind of spot. Um, I do hope that they come out and just surprise us with a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, in terms of the biggest disappointment, um, 
I want Microsoft to give me more of a reason to be excited for Xbox games. Now it's, it seems obviously they're going in much more of a direction of like, these aren't Xbox exclusive, these are just Xbox games, but they're on, you know, PC, possibly Switch, uh, Google Stadia maybe, or, or like this xCloud stuff, I shouldn't have said Google Stadia, the uh, xCloud stuff, so they'll be on your phone and stuff. Um, but I really want to be uh like more into some of those games and it i mean <clears throat> you've got one of the developers i trust which is um was it ninja theory like with hellblade and stuff uh they got my trust with that and i'll definitely check out whatever uh, ninja theory is doing um so they've got sort of my support there um but yeah what what do you kind of want to see from xbox in terms of their their games specifically because they got all these uh. videos and stuff so just games that I want to play. I mean, there's nothing really wrong with Xbox per se. They've course corrected so much more from launch that it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've set themselves up basically future proof because we're already getting so many backwards compatible games on both the 360 and the original Xbox. Uh, so we don't ever have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a matter of yeah. you know yeah. make more make more really good games. Mm-hmm. And therefore, with the backwards compatibility stuff, it fits in nicely with uh games with gold because they got like probably a few a good few hundred or thousand games that they can can put on there so mm-hmm. um whereas sony like obviously they they sony clearly needs to sort out ps plus and and do more with it um i mean one of the obvious choices is put some vr games on there um and, and do some of that they did do a couple of like bonus vr games if for like two months at some point last year when they still had ps3 and and vita games um but yeah it yeah it's it's gonna be strange um who do you think is more likely to let everybody down in terms of those two i mean what about nintendo Uh, as well nintendo's kind of in their own lane and i'm fine with that because it's not really affecting anything i definitely think sony's the most to let down just because like i said before they've got themselves pigeonholed so much in that Plus, you know, when they got rid of the uh, the PS3 games as part of the download, they didn't replace it with anything. They didn't no. get an extra day. They didn't get VR games. It was nothing. It was just, okay, you get less now, live with it. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, Nintendo's in this interesting space where, um, oh, that's something else I, I didn't remember to talk about. I'll do that. After we finish talking about this email, because uh, we had another one, so I'll, I'll finish this email, go to the Nintendo stuff that we have, and then I'll read the last email. Um, they're essentially in a position where it's like, okay, we're doing this handheld thing, we're kind of on our own a little bit, although we're clearly getting like Microsoft and Nintendo are clearly doing something together um, with the whole like uh, Minecraft stuff, and obviously with Cuphead making its way to Switch, and then the rumors of uh, Xbox Live and Game Pass going to switch which isn't confirmed but i would see as as more likely um i can actually see a situation where uh game pass goes to switch but it's either with games that are already on switch or games that are like more compatible so games like i guess ori cuphead and some of those other ones maybe not something as powerful as like forza um because those are like you know really uh quite high-end games to sort of run they're not they're obviously like you know the sort of the sort of powerhouse games that Microsoft always looks to is like, okay, look how good this car looks and how nice it sounds. And do, do you know what I mean? In terms of like the powerful mm-hmm. Xbox game. Um, I mean, could could the Switch handle like Crackdown 1 and 2? Could it handle some of those? Or maybe Crackdown 3? 
Um, so they could do some like integration with that, and I'd be pretty happy to. Um, I'd actually probably not use uh, Switch Online, and then I'd sign up for Game Pass instead, just because I'd have those games on my Switch and on the go and stuff. Um, gives it more more value, and Microsoft would, would probably do well with that as well, because then they'd get even more subscribers. So, uh, and plus, isn't it coming to a PC at some point? The Game Pass, so it's going to mm-hmm. be hopefully on like multiple different platforms, and then you can tie that in with this like X Cloud stuff. So. Um, even though Game Pass wouldn't be on phones, you could presumably log in with xCloud and then use the Game Pass. Do you get what I mean? So you could do it that yeah. way, I, I would guess. Because those games aren't streaming, you're downloading them. So you don't have the you know the Google Stadia problem there. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what Nintendo does going forward. But yeah, Sony have things to work out, but they've been very, very quiet. So I'm hoping that... They're just sorting stuff out in the background, so uh, we shall see. Uh, yeah, let me scroll up to the small Nintendo news that we have. Where did I write it? Uh, where did I write it? Yes. Um, so it hasn't been confirmed, but there's been a lot of like outlets reporting that there's going to be new Switch models coming out, maybe some point this year. Uh, and some people have speculated like a smaller um, dockless version so when the joy cons would be actually attached to it so a bit more like a vita um and then possibly a bigger uh iteration of the switch because obviously those joy cons are pretty small so um i actually find when i i don't do it very often so it doesn't affect me too much but when i have the switch on the stand and then use the joy cons individually i really struggle with that right controller or to like hold them and use them and use all the buttons and it, it doesn't work too well so um yeah would you be more interested in switch if they had a bigger model yeah, I mean, if they had something that was designed for, you know, more of a grown adult than the kid market, which they obviously marketed to, with mm-hmm. both the physical size and all the games, I'd definitely be interested in it. I don't know how much I would be able to buy it, because, again, that comes down to price and everything else, mm-hmm. which everything seems to come down to price and everything else. So, Do you, do you think the smaller model will be the like the cheaper solution as well? Because there's no Possibly. dark and there's no... The, 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 you don't have the extra hardware, I guess, with the Joy-Cons. It'll be, like, more of, like, one system. So I guess that that would be also, like, a cheaper version. So, But that also is kind of the opposite of what would help you, with, which is the the bigger stuff. So uh, that's that's kind of there as well. Um, but, yeah, be interesting to see what, what they do, and I guess we'll see at E3. Mm-hmm. Haley says, I know that Robert is most excited for Cyberpunk and Matt for The Last of Us 2. Uh, you are correct, you have been listening to the podcast. Um, but do either of you have any worries about either game or about any upcoming games? Um, so is there anything about Cyberpunk 2077 that makes you nervous for its release? Uh, just in the time frame, because we still okay. don't have you know a firm release date, so I don't know if I'm going to get it this year, next year, or the year after that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still waiting a pretty long time for that game. Uh, just because I'm a big fan of the franchise itself. So, um, past that, not really, no. No, I mean, CD Projekt Red have proved themselves, so... Uh, in terms of development worries and gameplay worries, I don't think we have too many worries about that. I, I'm i curious to see how they're going to handle the Switch in perspective from third to first person. I mean, it's not the most difficult thing to do, but it does mean that they have to adapt things in a different way, so... Um, what do you think of them trying to handle that? Uh, I mean, we, from what we saw in the demo, which again, I know isn't the final product, but you got to figure it's kind of close. It right. looked yeah. pretty good. I yeah. mean, 
even as an alpha state, it looked like it was something that was worth playing. So, yeah. Um, any other games that are like coming out that you've got nerves for? I suppose. Ah, uh, well, there's not really anything that's coming out that isn't already out that I'm not, you know, curious about. I mean, obviously, I've talked about uh, uh, Division Two, which I will place at some point. Um, but nothing really right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll answer the last of us question in a minute, but the one I've got written down is Star Wars Fallen Order. And I think we've kind of summed up, summed up in this podcast as to why. Uh, wh- what do you think the state of Star Wars Fallen Order might be when that comes Impossible, out? really impossible to tell at this point just because we don't of, know much uh, or anything. Really? Well, we don't much, we don't know hardly anything. Disney just acquired the rights and they reopened or re-renewed, you know, the gaming studio, so we don't know if it's going to like have a change of venue. Mm-hmm. Um so there there's too many questions in the air that really have anything about that. Mm-hmm. With Last of Us, I'm more nervous about like the story kind of um I I not in the way that it might be bad. I think that I don't want them to kill Joel to like push Ellie forward. I also don't think that you need to do that. Um, in terms of the gameplay and everything that we've seen, obviously I've been thoroughly impressed. Um, but yeah, because I kind of have the same worry about the Walking Dead final episode. Like, don't kill Clement and have AJ as the last one left. That's not a, a great idea. Um, but yeah, hopefully they don't kill. Because I, I think... If you're to look at Joel and Ellie, Joel's the one that would be more likely to die, just because Ellie's obviously the kind of protagonist and she's obviously the playable character and stuff. Because um, people have also pointed out, you know, we haven't seen that much of Joel. I don't think that that means that he's dead. I just think that, like, they just haven't shown him yet for whatever reason. I mean, they did show him in one of the... Was it the first reveal trailer? Because, yeah, he came... He went into that room and said, hey, do you, do you really want to do this? And she said, I'm going to kill them all, basically. So we know he's in there. We just haven't seen him in gameplay or trailers or anything other than that reveal. So uh, what about you for The Last of Us 2? I still got to finish The Last of Us 1. So mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's it for what we've got for the podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. You can find all of the content on entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, uh, patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Uh, Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We'll get a small cut of what you spend. It won't cost you anything extra. Uh, iTunes feeds. Please rate, review, and subscribe to those. That helps us out on iTunes as well. Uh, word of mouth probably the best way to help us um, and support us in the way that I'd recommend. Tell your friends, family, if you see people talking about any of this stuff that we've covered because obviously we've covered a whole bunch of things at this point uh please do feel free to tell them tell them about the website or the itunes feeds um if you're on social media which most people are these days uh you can share the posts on facebook retweet them on twitter all that sort of stuff uh put them in different facebook groups if you're allowed to don't go getting yourself banned or anything uh just ask whatever admin is in whatever group and go from there um but yeah that really helps us out if you uh, retweet and share and all that sort of stuff plus if you directly retweet one of our tweets or share one of our posts on Facebook, those services will tell me, so I'll definitely know as well. So uh, that will be helpful as well. Uh, tell friends, family, all sorts of people that you know. It really helps us out as well. Uh, video games, if you want to watch me, Robert, or David play different video games, I wish I could stream Zelda because that would be quite cool for you guys to watch. Now that I'm back in like a good flow with the game, but I don't have a capture card for, Switch, for, for the Switch, 
Um, and there's no Twitch app on there, so I can't do much about that, I'm afraid. Um, but yeah, uh, you can watch me and David on Twitch and Robert on Mixer. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next week for whatever happens next week. We don't know the news, so we'll tell you next week. Uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.